welcome to the weekly hijack. It's not a race, but hi. <laughs> it, it is. It actually. is kind of a race. Now it is. Welcome to weekly dreaming. The weekly dreaming. Oh, I don't say this that. This episode I'm made sleeping. me glad that green screen technology has gotten better. <laughs> or a lot of. There was a... has a lot of green screen. Well, yeah, that's true. Some of the, like the backgrounds, yeah. Yeah, like even this, well, like the Great Council. Half the time they did on a green screen, like I don't notice it as much of the Great Council stuff. I noticed like when you... they were doing like normal like rooms that are yeah, like too big. But then there was the one scene when she went. I didn't into notice the... it at all. The really yeah. when she went into the Great Council the first time as an acolyte, it was really bad. I was like, I thought it was just really glowy. Uh, I think there was some. I don't know. Anyway, but we anyway. Didn't, we didn't give the name of this episode. So, Atonement. Thank you. So, what did you think, Brianna? I, I, to be honest, this episode made me sleepy. <laughs> it was very dreamlike. Really, would like, you say? Uh, yeah. Yes. No. It really was. Like for some reason, I was like, okay, God, I don't know why it's it's so hard to keep my eyes open. <laughs> what did, What did you drink before you started this episode? Well, it's an hour later too. I mean, oh, we are dealing with uh, daylight savings. That's true. I guess so. My sleep schedule is irregular enough, and daylight savings doesn't really bother me that much, honestly. I don't know. It was weird, because, like, we had a chunk at the beginning where we were on Babylon 5 and everything was normal, Mm -hmm. and then then the rest was just thrown out the window, and it was all the dreaming... All Babylon... Or Almondbari stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I I kept waiting for us to bounce back to Babylon 5, and we never did. Mm -hmm. I mean, we we bounced back to... uh, (laughs) Marcus and um, <laughs> at the very end of the at episode. At the very end, yeah. But so I, I don't know. So it felt longer in that aspect. I think because it wasn't broken up the same way a traditional episode is. You know, mm-hmm. going back and forth between storylines. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of weird in that that way. Yeah, it was a little different that way. It was more. It was like kind of lostish because we had lots of flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> y- yes. Yeah, I did not. I did not remember this episode. That, I did not either. At all. Really. Well, I mean, I knew the, I knew some of the stuff. I knew, the, I remember they had done some of that, but I thought that was in, well, I know some of it is featured in the movie. In the beginning. In the beginning. There's a whole, there's a whole prequel movie that we haven't gotten to yet. Oh. Yes. Yeah, it came out after season four. Yeah. We could probably safely watch it now, but. Yeah. Yes. Is it terrible? No, no, that's the best of the four, four movies, three movies. What? Yeah, there's several movies, TV movies. Really? Yeah, two movies made for TV. We'll we'll explain yeah. why that happened more okay. later. Yeah, you've been keeping secrets from me. <laughs> but it it deals a lot, of course, with the Earthman Bari War, which you would think, in some ways, you think we we cover a lot of Earthman Bari War stuff over the course of the show, but it and it includes some of those same scenes in it, but in kind of a different context. Like I remember, okay. you get to see more of what's going on in the Earth ship while what's going on in the Bari ship is happening at the same time. Oh. He's uh, um, King Arthur's in the Earth ship at this point. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Not King Arthur, the but the, the guy who thought he was the and other, yeah, who also blamed himself for it. And forgot about that. Yeah, Ducat was fun to see. Ducat, you know, I had forgotten that there had been Minbari with facial hair. Oh, <laughs> that was the first thing. I was like, "That's why he looks so weird." He's like, "Ducat has facial hair." I, I completely forgot about that. Because <laughs> oh, they really just look like giant egghead people. Like, <laughs> Normally, yeah. He looked like more of a human. Yeah, it's interesting. We so often, you know, we harass the humans get harassed for wanting their racial purity or those, you know. But the Minbari are just as bad in many ways. It was really interesting to have this episode right after the last one, where we had a lot of Earth. Yeah. Racism, essentially. Yeah. And then now we have Mimbari with their own kind of form of racism. 
Um, or at least, you know, uncertainty of the humans and they, purity they, and all that they stuff. Have a, they have a sense that they're, in some ways they're superior, that they don't want to mix with other tradition. Yeah. Which stuff. is, uh, that seems kind of strange to me, considering they know that human or Mimbari souls are in humans or... Yeah, but only the Great Council knows that. They haven't told anyone else. That's true. Because they're afraid of what the fallout. And they And they still aren't telling Minbari about it for the same reason, which, I don't know, they they can't keep that hidden forever. Well, it's interesting because, like, Dylan doesn't tell Sheridan. Minbari's never tell you the whole truth. I mean, they just don't. Yeah. Even her good Minbari's. You know, Dylan's always like, yeah, I gotta go do some stuff. <laughs> well, you know, and it's interesting, too, Dylan is so very kind of... A little scared at the beginning of this episode. I think partly because not wanting to confront her own past, which we later find out. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a guilty thing to have to deal with. But also, I, I think she she genuinely wants to follow Minbari tradition as much as possible until like she finds some reason why some political reason why they something was not happening. Then she'll like okay, pff, forget this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, side note, very interesting that conversation about Ducat saying, yeah, they'll probably have a grudge against you for some time. That actually explains a lot of all the resistance Dylan gets at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's obviously that was a long time ago. She later became part of the Green Council, but still, there must have been that hidden grudge. And she is very much a, I mean, she's a rebel. I mean, she doesn't toe the lot in Mumbari lot. I mean, she does, but... She- yeah, it's an interesting mix. For for a Minbari, she's rebellious. Yeah. Minbari are all all stick very close to t- tradition. And I mean, if you just ideas, look at her, but... you know she doesn't play by normal rules. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, now, yes. Yeah. So, good explanation of why that, you know, we're like, wow, wow, what's this Trilunar? You know, we figured out it went back in time. It was apparently meant for Sinclair. But that it works so well on her because she's Sinclair's great, 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 That's great, great, so great granddaughter. so confusing. Because, <laughs> like... Weren't they kind of almost a thing at one point? Like there was some <laughs> some look. Yeah, yeah. That, I I think that yeah. was I think that was way back in the beginning of the season where like I think before we knew that there was going to be a Sheridan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just like before we knew that um, Luke and Leia were sisters. So <laughs> they were both I mean, sisters. Bro- not, well, si- siblings. I missed that part. <laughs> siblings. Siblings. You haven't watched enough Star Wars. No. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah, what it was Disney done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting that you know I had completely forgotten that that she's basically his relative <laughs> ancestor, ancestor of, <laughs> and, and so they're they're human. I mean, they they have human blood running around. Yeah, it's Which is convenient <laughs> for that whole like presenting a female. To the losing side, like. <laughs> you know, it's interesting though. Whoever that guy was, which I don't think we'd seen this particular Minbari. I think he's the head of the, her clan, apparently. Yeah. So apparently, he had that. I wonder if he had that as a backup, like last resort. Okay, we have to justify this because he he thought of it awfully quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was almost like, okay, I don't think I don't think she'll have a good reason for this, but if we need uh, something that will satisfy my clan. I guess I can fall back on this, even though I don't yeah. really want to. But the Mimbar's lying to their own people. When is that going to... When is that going to stop? I mean, that's got to... <laughs> it feels like that doesn't come out at some but point naturally. isn't there naturally. also a thing like a Mimbari is not allowed to lie? Haven't we heard that? Well, yes, but they, they don't have to tell the whole truth. <laughs> Just That's so sneaky. Yeah. Oh, man. I got through my wheel of time thing. Okay, all the magician users you take this oath so they can't lie. But they... They misdirect better than anyone on the planet. I mean, oh, really? it's the same sort of Mimbari thing. Like, mm. they always say half-truths. 
But they never technically lie. They never technically lie. Yep. Interesting. The illusion of truth. <laughs> it's a very interesting thing going on here. You know that. And I think I think it's neat. Like last episode, the the psychologist guy is like, we meet a technological race. You think it was also technological and better off in ethics and everything. Then we get to Mimbari, which we've always kind of viewed them a little more religious, a little more advanced. And they're playing the same game mm-hmm. of, you know... And Lanier's in like, different ways. And Lanier's like, this is this is the reason that they're going to give for why you want to do this. And like, yeah. they're basically, <laughs> he's like, they're going to come up with their own psychological explanation exactly. for your for your love here. And I think it's, I think it's I appreciate Battle of Five. Like all the alien races are basically they have the same hangups. Even the Vorlons. I mean, the good ancient race is just like, yeah, we're just trying to make you guys our puppets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do appreciate, too, though, that Dylan is, like I said, she she's a rebel, but she also will, she also sticks true to Minbari mm-hmm. religion as much as she, as much as reasonable. And I appreciate the closer, the willingness to have a closer examination for why you love someone. Mm-hmm. Because I, I will say, even though we, we like shipping Sheridan and Dylan, or at least I do, at the same time, I also recognize that I think love is, can be... Well, blind, but yeah. but but not reasonable. You know, love is love. Well, what is it? That doesn't well, mean like, anything. You know, Dylan's kind of like very bar. You can't stop the. You know, she did that last episode too. Can't stop the heart. Well, it was very Disney. It, I yeah, I was watching Once Upon a Time. Thought <laughs> this was the wrong hijack I was on. So you actually have to think. Okay, that might be true, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, is it grounded in other things? You know. Mm-hmm. And she's will, and she's willing to submit to these things. She doesn't say, "Well, I don't, I don't have to do this. I can just do whatever I want." She yeah. submits to all the, you know, the Inquisitor. You know, she's constantly like, "Okay, if you want to test me, test me." Yeah, I'm confused as to why Lanier went into the dreaming with her. Yeah, apparently there's some sort of like, like she needs a companion, like she'll get lost. It or? was, a, yeah, I thought it was a little odd. I guess, yeah, something about a guy or something, something to keep you grounded or something from like. Because maybe like in the very when she very first went to the dreaming, it became very very violent, and yeah. she like kind of like freaked out. And yeah. So maybe he need she needed like kind of a that anchor point. And maybe it's just because you never know what someone might dream. I mean, they might have all kinds of different memories the dreaming brings up, and someone do. Mm-hmm. Now, now someone like Ducat, I'm guessing he just, that was more of a formality Tradition. because like he seemed to be perfectly fine by himself because the Delenn was scareder than he was. It's when Ducat. Also, you can talk about uh, Dylan B. Rebel. He's kind of a rebel, too. I mean, he would have happily gone. Yeah. I mean, he, he pushed the boundaries of Mimbari. I was very curious what his role was, exactly. What? No, he was, was no he was, he was the head of the Great Council, I think, because he, there was a free spot when he was walking around. Oh, uh, was there? I think so. So is that, but why didn't he have a robe on? Because he's awesome. <laughs> he's a rebel. Do they why? not have listening? one now? Well, the Lynn disbanded yeah. the Great well, Council. No, I mean, even when they did, was there a leader, though? That, I, I don't know. I think Ducat was just so awesome. <laughs> he was the, he, he, he's the Mimbari uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> I'm not going to wear your dumb robes. <laughs> um. Qui-Gon was not as cool as people think. <laughs> <laughs> really got... He, he's he, going to find you. He got a lot wrong. He has a very particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> Does now? <laughs> How do you think he got there? <laughs> Jedi training. So let's see. <laughs> Any... And then we got the, the third face drooling sleep watching night. It's for fun. 
The what? What? I, watching him sleep for the third night. Oh. And it'll be like... face drilling? Yeah, face drool, like, I meant to say drooling, because I love Sharon. It's like, I, whatever you can see with some guy plastered on his pillow, I don't know, but... Uh, it's to check if they snore. Yeah. To be honest, when uh, you first encountered Dylan, that's, I was not sure where the scene was going. <laughs> I wasn't either. I was like, ugh. I think there are some other Minbari courting uh, traditions we haven't seen yet. That's fine. <laughs> Gonna be better than that one race. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. With the Vanva. Yeah. Speaking about Vanva, she just she went to a drowsy uh, drowsy party. It was a big party. <laughs> Apparently, that was that was her only scenes in this episode. She's a green. She's a green. <laughs> I love that she's like still carries her drowsy thing. They still love her. <laughs> Apparently, uh, it's that time again. That's that's amazing. I was trying to figure out if this was the yearly. Do they do it? How often do they do it? I don't think it was a yearly. Four years. Okay. Yeah, so I don't think it's been long. So enough. it must just maybe it's. But I feel like is that part of the season? Maybe that like you're recelebrating. I don't know. It might yeah. not be, but I, I that was great. That was a great just random throwaway plot. Yeah, like don't even ask. <laughs> and Jakar got an artificial eye. Yes, that... and he knows that he can take it out and look around. Which I expected that to come up again in the episode. <laughs> like I'm sure we'll see it eventually. But... <laughs> it's not my color. <laughs> and like he freaked out about that, and then. What's his face was like, it's fine, I'll fix it. He did, then he didn't say any. He's like, okay. Okay, fine. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> Your eyes are piercing red. <laughs> It'll come in those colors. How weird would that be, though, to like go around? I guess he, he didn't have a lot of scenes that day, but like go around with one red contact in your eye mm-hmm. and then one without. I don't know. It's fun. I like when he pulls the eyeball out and then he like can see himself looking at him. <laughs> like laughing at himself. That, that, would, that would be so weird. <laughs> That'd be very trippy. The like see yourself through your own vision. But then with the other eye, you could see the eye that was looking at you. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, oh gosh. I think. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. Uh, was did he have his eye closed for that? No. I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't these, know. Either way, so weird. Weird. Especially since, like, the one eye was seeing staticky, so with your both eyes open, you'd be... It's like half staticky. Half... It's like if you have one contact in, things are kind of blurry. Yeah. Kinda. So weird. <laughs> so weird. Uh, anyway. Um... But it needs to be recharged every night. Yeah. That's how mine work, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all this technology of how to use uh, this fancy new eye, and they couldn't color it. <laughs> they, well, yeah, I think he just got it in, probably. I think he said it was based on human technology. Yeah. So they apparently, which apparently human and Narn eye anatomy is very similar. Uh, in the United States, are all getting different colored eyes. There's an embargo. Content. He wanted to just get the. He's a doctor. He doesn't care about the eye color to begin with. They want to see if it works. He's not an optometrist. Darn it. Sure. <laughs> anyways, yeah. I'm a medical doctor, not an optometrist. Wait. <laughs> Alright, All right. so this episode turned out longer, too. But that's okay, because I am the very model of a modern major general of information, <laughs> vegetable, animal, I and mineral. just got that song out of my head. <laughs> thank you, Tim. You're welcome. And thank you for listening to the Weekly Hijack, everyone. This is Tim. This is Nick. This is Brianna. Bye-bye.